Hey there, it's Dr. Sophia Satterwhite, founder and CEO of She Heals the World. I'm so happy that you are tuning in to today's episode to hear the top lifestyle and business tips from women entrepreneurs all around the globe. If you found this show helpful, be sure to share it with a friend. That's how our community grows. Today's guest is coming up next. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the She Heals the World talk show. So today I have Ciara joining us, who is an American hair artist who has actually moved to France, and now she's a French citizen, and she's worked with some big-name celebrities like Taraji Henson, Mary J. Blige, Kim Kardashian, and so many more. And she's going to give us a little bit of detail about her business journey as well as the hair and beauty scene in France. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for the invitation. I have been waiting to talk to you, especially because you're originally from somewhat of my region, the DMV area. I'm in the New York City area, but we were neighbors back in the day. And so (laughs) we probably saw each other on the street somewhere, somewhere. Somewhere, somewhere. (laughs) So tell us how exactly you got started with your business. Like where did this whole thing evolve? um, And that brought you to what you're doing today. So uh, I have always been a lover of hair um, and a lover of beauty. From the time I was a child, I'm I'm the only girl. I have four brothers. My mom took me to the salon every Saturday, and I feel like that really kind of gave me my vision of beauty. So I started doing hair, you know, very young. I was the 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 person in the family. You know, every time everyone got together, I'm I'm braiding someone's hair. I'm putting curls in someone's hair. Someone's hair. I'm doing updos. So basically, all throughout high, high school, I did hair, and then I um, I actually went to cosmetology school while I was in high school and so when I graduated I already had my cosmetology license and then I worked my way through in luxury salons uh, worked my way through college paying for college working in luxury salons and then my my journey to Paris really started because my best friend was here she, she she's Ivorian she speaks French she she was doing her study abroad I came to visit I fell in love with just everything Parisian and I said you know I need to come back and be here I need to be here mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I entered into Paris. And uh, I would say that in the States, my, the last salon that I worked in, they they really kind of pitched me and said, you know, we were really looking for someone who specialized in special event hair. You know, there was always like someone who specialized in, in hair cutting and color um, but or in treatments, but there wasn't really anyone who worked there who really just really loved the art of hairstyling. And they had all these different, you know, people coming in for galas, uh, different events. So I was kind of, I was hired instantly as a special event hairstylist. And that's kind of how I entered into this. I had, didn't even really know that that kind of zone existed, that there's a whole world of only special event hairstyling. Mm-hmm. And is that how you were able to like kind of rub shoulders with like all of these celebrities that you styled? Well, actually, yes. Yeah. So when I came to Paris, I did work in the salon at first. Um, and then I, I realized, you know what, I I want to work for myself. I really, I love what I do, but I want to work for myself. So I honestly w- was at my nine to five job working for this university using my marketing degree. I, I, I opened an Instagram account. I set up a website and I did like crazy research you know, I said, I know what kind of clients I want. I'm going to find all the people who have the kind of clients I want. Photographers, event planners, makeup artists, anyone going to all the luxury hotels and just, just meeting people. Mm-hmm. And basically at that time, there weren't really any, there weren't really a lot of people working freelance because Europe is very different. They're very much on contractual kind of um, jobs. Mm-hmm. So freelance is kind of a newer concept here. 
And then being able to speak both English and French, but obviously it's Paris. So there's so many events. There's so much, go so much going on. So mm -hmm. I honestly just did that. And then the work started coming. The work started coming because people mm -hmm. were like, well, yeah, we need someone to come to our hotel room for this event. Oh, yeah, we need someone to come to our, you know, Airbnb for this private event. Can you can you be the hairstylist? Can you do this? And the work just started kind of organically coming, obviously, through a lot of making connections, connections, putting my work out there. And you gave me also such a breath of fresh air because I can say, you know, as a woman of color, going to, to France as many times as I've been, I've always almost felt like, oh, my goodness, I have no idea where to get my hair done, what to do with hair, like what, you know, even in the US, it's a journey of finding yeah. your hairstylist. And so to see you really also representing the diversity that you naturally do and with mm -hmm. and having that focus, I think was just also really grounding and it made me feel more at home. And so I just wanna thank you for inspiring from afar, you know? Um, thank you. Thank so, you so much. I, I mean, I have to, I have to say, we know diversity is, is so important to me. Inclusivity is so important to me. And living in Paris, Paris is so diverse. You walk down the streets of Paris, you see everything. So many different cultures, so many different hair textures, skin complexion. I mean, there's there's so much beauty in this city, and I really want to be able to represent that. I want to be able to show that 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 beauty because that's really French beauty. And you know, that's that's modern beauty in 2020. French people come in all shapes and sizes and colors and hair textures, and it's it's a beautiful thing to see. It absolutely is. Absolutely is. So when you were growing up, did you think that you would be living in France today? What was your vision for yourself as a child? As a child, you know what is crazy? As a child, I mean, from the age of like six, I remember telling everyone, and I, I'm going to be a beauty editor. I'm going to work for Essence Magazine. I'm going to work for one of these magazines, and I'm going to be a beauty editor because I loved writing. I was I was always in journalist, journalism. Um, I loved everything beauty, and I was like, I'm just going to write about beauty. Uh, so I, I did not think at all that I would ever be in another country speaking another language, uh, holding two different citizenships. I never thought it. Never thought it. Mm -hmm, mm hmm. So I, I can't wait to get into like what we need to know as a traveler, like heading into Paris and wanting to get your hair done or needing mm -hmm. to just get into the beauty scene. But before I get there, I just really want to also I mean, you've done so much work with your brand. I really just would love to hear from you about what your greatest win business wise has have been. You know, I mean, Kim Kardashian on your list and Taraji Henson, like <laughs> those are big names. Beyonce sisters are there. So what has been like one of your greatest win that you feel like I cannot believe that that happened to me? <laughs> you, you know what I have to say? Whew, out of it all, I want to say Taraji P. Henson, be honest. No, you know what, too? I want to say Taraji P. Henson and Mary J. Blige. Taraji P. Taraji P. Henson, because I, at that point when I booked Taraji P. Henson, I had only really launched my business. It had been barely two years. I felt that I, I, I felt like there was just so much more work I needed to do, not as in as an artist, but, but as in putting myself out there and making more connections and being seen. And so when I was seen and I, you know, and I worked with her in Paris and then she called me back to work with her again in Monaco. I really felt validated. I felt valued. I felt, and she is just a down, I mean, she's, you know, she's in DC too. Mm -hmm. And she's just a down to earth, really positive. Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a beautiful experience. It, it was a moment of just full sisterhood. So I have to say mm -hmm. that was number one. And then I have, anyone in my family knows, I have been obsessed, like obsessed with Mary J. Blige, my <laughs> entire life. 
Like the, 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 the one time I got such in trouble with my mom, I was like 16 or something. And I, I took her car and drove down to Virginia Beach so I can go to Mary J. Blige's concert, you know. You know, so it's like she has been with me. Yes. And so when I got the call to come to London to do her hair. I was just, it was unbelievable to me. I'm like, I cannot believe, like, wh- what? I'm coming. Yeah. I'm coming. So I think those two were like moments where I felt like, oh, okay, like people, people know me. Okay, I, I guess, I guess like this is working. Wow, you have arrived, sister. You have 100% arrived. It's, it's, it's been a ride. It's been a ride. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's get into it. Let's talk about what we need to know if we are heading into Paris and we're trying to figure out where to go, what to do. So you have to know that nothing opens early and nothing stay, stays open late in Paris. So, mm-hmm. you know, in the States, you're like, okay, I can make an appointment at 8 a.m. You know, I'm going to go and get my blowout before I, I hit, the, hit the streets. That is never going to happen in Paris. You're not <laughs> going to find any salon open ever at 8 a.m. Okay. If you're like, oh, after work, I had a long work day. You know, I'm going to go and make an appointment for like 7.30 p.m. Not happening. Mm-mm. So mm-hmm. it's really important to know that it's very traditional here when it comes to work. They're very, they respect, like, we're not going to be open all day. Most salons work open at 10 a.m., so that's important to know. Okay. And salons are almost like bakeries here. It, it's mm-hmm. every, so, so if you find your Airbnb or find your hotel, you literally can go on Google and put in, type, type in hair salon, and there will be one on your street or the next street over. Mm. And uh, one thing that I do feel like, like French hair salons are really good at they, they have gotten really good at speaking more English. These past okay. few years, I've been very surprised. I see, I'm the person who, who like walks into random salons still, just like, just trying to see what's going on. You know, I, I like to keep up to date what's going on. Mm-hmm. I've been really shocked by uh, the level of English that has improved lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that is, that's something to keep in, to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and Let me ask you something about that really quickly, though, with mm-hmm. the English part, because um, so in because we also have these vernaculars and the slang in the U.S. where we say blow out because we think dry yes. bar. We think like, you know, just going yes. down the street real quick. And so yes. how would we communicate that in France? Like, okay. is that is the word blowout recognized or would no, it be called? No. So, okay. so French people have no idea that we use the word blowout and the word they use in French sounds very American. So they think that it's an American word. So they say it to you like, oh, you want a brushing? word I'm like and so when I first moved here I'm like a brushing I'm like is this like like it sounds like it sounds like something you would do to a pet you know like exactly. <laughs> I was like is this uh this, this is not normal and then I realized okay so this is what they call blowout so it's an easy word to keep in mind brushing you say that everyone knows what you mean they know exactly what what how how that works and you, they're very affordable here they're really affordable you know you can walk into a salon and and get a blowout and 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 pay you know between 30 and 40 euros for a blowout. Okay. Now, that is for everything that's non-textured hair. When okay. we get textured hair, uh, France uh, France is really lacking in the department. I'm going to be very honest with you. France is very lacking in the department. There are probably about two salons, only two salons in all of Paris, where people with textured hair. And I say textured hair because I believe that it's not just connected to a race. There's so many people who have textured hair who are not, you know, who, who come from, who have different skin complexions, come from different countries. So I like to say textured hair, but that is not their, their specialty, French people. Okay. 
and there's okay. not enough education here. So I would give an address that I would say, you know, Nicole Pembroke, she's an American from California. She has a salon here. Um, she used the Veda products. So there are products that can be used on all hair textures. She's amazing. She does a great job. You know, I'll, I'll repeat it again, Nicole uh, Pembroke, P-E-M-B-R-O-O-K. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is definitely, if you have any kind of textured hair and you're looking for something uh, quality, that's that's you know, that's your spot that you want to go. Got it. Okay, so that so she would do blowouts and she would do um, like any kind of styling. What about okay. hair mm-hmm. extensions, mm-hmm. And hair twists, braiding, twists, wigs, whatever you need? It's it's very much like you know how you walk into a salon in the states. And you, you know if you're a black woman and you're like I can come in here and spend a few hours and come out looking a whole different person. That is the same <laughs> same thing. Same. <laughs> The magic is there. The magic is there. Yes, the magic is there. Okay, beautiful, beautiful. All right, so that is really good to know. So so then my other question is around hair products, Um, because we have our staples here where, you know, whether we use any kind of specific creams or gels to keep our hair kind of in place, uh, whether it's windy or rainy. And that's a whole other thing with France, because whenever I go, it's always like my blowout will literally only last a day and a half at the most because it'll rain or Mm -hmm. something will happen with the weather and then it's done. And so do you have any recommendations with products that you absolutely love that you think, um, you know, we could pick up as we go to France that are similar to ones that we would get in the U.S.? Or is it doesn't even matter? Or is everything just the same and it's just a trial and error? It's, it, you know what? First of all, I love, I want to just piggyback on what you said about your blowouts not learn, uh, not not lasting here. And I wanted to say, girl, I, listen, I tell all of my clients, this is all hair textures here. Paris is humid. No, no one thinks about that. And I'm not saying humid only when it's summertime. It's humid year round, like fall, winter, spring, and summer. There's this humidity in the air all the time. So a lot of my clients do have the same complaint. They're like, my hair is like really, it's, it's you know, it's kind of puffy. I, I can't seem to get my usual styles. Yes. So mm. anti-humidity things need to be put in place. So I would say um, they are, they have really stepped up the game here in France for more hair, hair products. You know, you know, you have like the French version of Target, you know, mm-hmm, which, mm-hmm. Is, which is Monoprix and they, mm-hmm. ha- they have a much larger selection of mm-hmm. hair products. You know, I have gone into the Monoprix last minute looking for something, you know, I'm rushing to a client. She sends me a text message for something. I'm like, Oh, let me just run into the Monoprix. And I have found products like really good products. They have definitely extended their line. You also have, for example, Aveda is now here in, in, um, in France. So, you know, you have, okay. the, uh, I love Aveda. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I really love. You also have like Sephora. I mean, Sephora. So now the hair selection on Sephora is amazing but it's only online so if you're doing an extended trip and you have a little time to wait for you know three or four days to get the delivery they i mean you can get pretty much almost all the hair products you get in the states you can get them on sephora you know dot f dot f r uh, here for products which is amazing mm-hmm. and for my hair girls they have really pumped it up here there is a online but they she also has a shop which is called le like le curl shop Mm. So, you know, and they have the, they have, they're in the 13th and they have all the brands. I mean, all the brands, you know, it's like mm. going to your local, you know, your local, your local natural hair spot and they have all, mm. you know, your creams and your butters mm-hmm. you can go in place. That's, that's where I go to kind of get my things. 
Okay. But they, I mean, Francis, I mean, I have seen, you know, like I said, I've been here for nine years now and I have really seen the difference. Really. I was even just in the North of France. I mean, like when I say North of France, meaning like village mm-hmm. and I, the, the local grocery store and my hair was super dry and I was like, I, need, I I didn't have time to get my creams and I went to the grocery store and I actually was able to find something. I wow. mean, the collection was not huge, but I, mm-hmm. I was able to get three things that I, that I actually needed, you know, an oil and a really hydrating cream and a conditioner. Yeah. And that's something I could never do before. I mean, never. Wow. And this is in an area that obviously has a very low demographic of, of foreigners or, you know, or... Yeah. Um, or, you know, you know, people, people who have, of color, yeah, people of color. So, uh, mm-hmm. Paris, it, I mean, so Paris is even better. It has definitely de- in the South of France. It has definitely changed. Mm-hmm. It's good to see. Do you have any other tips to share with us if we're thinking about heading over to France? I want to say my biggest tip is I think if any, if 2020 is teaching us anything, it is to don't hold on to a dream and say one day, one day, do mm-hmm. it. You know, do do it. You know, do, don't don't wait and say I'll do this. I'll travel to this country this year or that year. I think that we really should be using this time to focus on our real wants. And and if, and, and I, I like this phrase that um that what someone told me where basically you know if you want something, thinking about it is not enough. Putting in the actual actions, you know, every day. What am I doing this week to get close to that dream? And I have been thinking about that every day this week. And I just want to share that with with you and with and with your listeners because I just want to encourage people that it it you, it can happen. I mean, it's I'm a I'm a regular regular degular, you know, D, girl from black girl from D.C. living in Paris. I speak fluent fluent French. I started a brand new business from scratch, and I'm a French citizen now. So it's like mm. if someone told me this a few years ago, I would have never ever imagine that so go after what you really want that's all oh I love it I absolutely love it I don't I don't even know if I should ask you if you could look back and give your 10 year younger self any piece of advice because I feel like that is the advice that you would just give yourself permission to go for it am I right do you have anything to add to that yes and I would I would say on top of that if I could say anything to my younger self I would say go after it there have been things that I've wanted to go after that I've only been comfortable to do now in the past like one or two years and the response was positive and I'm thinking why did I wait so long to just put myself in front of this opportunity why why did I wait so I you know I kind of it kind of goes in line with what I was saying earlier but really just just take that time and and the worst that someone can tell you is no you know the worst that can happen is is no but then something beautiful can be on the other side so jump jump into those new opportunities leap take the leap Absolutely incredible. How can our audience find and support you? Super important. How do they find you? So Instagram is definitely my, you know, social media of choice. So it's my first name, Sierra, C-I-A-R-A, and then coiffure, which is a French word for hairstyle, C-O-I-F-F-U-R-E. So it's all together, Sierra Coiffure, C-I-A-R-A, C-O-I-F-F-U-R-E. Oh, Sierra, thank you so much for coming on the show. Number one, I can't wait to see you in Paris. And number two, I can't wait to have you back. If the borders open, I would love, love to see you up for a drink. Absolutely. You got it. We're going. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Well, there you have it. Thank you so much for listening to the She Heals the World talk show, where you can learn not only how to design your business, but also design your life. To learn more about how to live by design, 
Grab a freebie at sheholstheworld.com forward slash freebie.